0: Welcome everyone to the Tori Sess Show. Today I'm a little bit off mark in regards to my sound so I hope that I can check the chats and make sure that my sound is good because I am doing this through a gaming headset. There are a few things that you learn (laughs) and you get to do when um, you have to take time out and unfortunately I've had a lot of time on my hands to just kind of think and obviously You know, when you're at the position where you're reliant on people just to even get dressed. You know, hence why I can't plug things in. No one's home right now. (laughs) But my thinking got me thinking. Watching this whole raid, which I knew was going to happen for a conviction, I kind of kind of marinated on it, marinated on everything that occurred and how. Now, I can get into the foreign policy part of things, but... Uh, We'll do that tomorrow during my show at my normal time, noon. But as I was saying, I have been watching our new house get busy. And I have been watching the news. I have been watching the FBI. I have been watching reports. I just in general have been watching and observing while being out of commission. And usually people, when they go through pain, they they usually uh, revert to taking pain medications. But I, I don't. I'm an addictive personality. I love smoking cigarettes, don't need that risk. But also, I like to have a clear head. And the worst thing you could do is just let me think and have conversations. Well, and then it hit me. I think, I mean, this regime is under the thumb of the Red Nation, and it is Chinese Lunar New Year. And as of tomorrow, everyone's handing out red envelopes. So I thought, wouldn't it be fantastic if all of America filled up the inboxes of the FOIA department for the FBI with red envelopes? So, you all know that I like a little bit of education, and uh, I would say uh, some fun. It's good to know what we're talking about. It's one thing telling you, oh, red envelopes are handed out by the Chinese, but it's important to find out why they hand them out, and hopefully you can all uh, appreciate the, the irony. Let's go.
1: If you're from a culture that celebrates this holiday you probably know why I'm so excited about today's video. It's all about the red envelope. Now these little guys are typically filled up with money and passed out to friends and family during events like birthdays and weddings as well as holidays like the Lunar New Year. The red symbolizes good luck and is supposed to ward off evil spirits. They're typically given out from married couples to singles, especially children. I'm not going to be complaining about being called a child for getting free money. Now there's a couple different stories about about how this practice originated. One is about a village that was terrorized by a demon who would come in at night and place their hands on the forehead of children, causing them to become deathly ill. A worried couple prayed to the god to protect their newborn child and these fairies came down disguised as eight coins and they were placed under the child's pillow. That night the demon approached the child and the coins began to shine so brightly that the demon was blinded and he fled over. Away. The villagers began to spread the story around and started to give out red envelopes with coins to place under the pillow at night. By giving and receiving red envelopes during the new year, which is also the spring festival, people were protected from evil spirits as well as given good luck and prosperity throughout the year till the next spring. It's believed that this practice stemmed from the Qing Dynasty where the elderly carried coins threaded on a red string. Coins were actually ring shaped so there's a hole in the middle that we put the string through and you just carry it around like a little bunch of coins. It's believed that the coins warded off evil spirits and protected the younger generation from sickness and death. Red envelopes became more popular as printing presses became more common, and they're still really popular today. They come in a variety of designs, usually in red and gold, adorned with messages of prosperity and happiness and lucky symbols like dragons, phoenixes, lions, fish, and the wise men of wealth. These days you can even find Mickey Mouse, Pokemon, and Hollow Kitty. Like, how awesome is that? And if you didn't know, the Chinese calendar goes on a 12-year cycle with each year being a different animal. This year is the year of the ram. So I have a ram red envelope right here, and it happens to be my zodiac, so I'm pretty pleased about that. And hey, I would love to hear what your zodiac is. If you don't know what it is, you can just google it very easily. It's kind of like the astrological zodiac where you just put in your birthday and you can figure out what's your animal and the sort of characteristics and traits. They're kind of just funny. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, Please check out some of my other videos. My last one
0: was about the love story of Cupid and Psyche, which was for die. The love story of Cupid and Psyche. Well, it's quite fascinating um, when you know a couple things. So when FOIA requests go through, or do you guys remember when you know, I had filed a complaint and all of you felt that you needed to file a complaint about fraud, waste and abuse, you know, the stuff that they're actioning on right now, but then the website kind of crashed. That's because after certain amount of lawyers are received for about the same thing, it turns into a red envelope. So I thought, you know, um, we can clearly assist in that. I think it would be quite fascinating to see um what we can gather. And why do I say this? Well, see, the media, just like my intro said, what do you know what's fake and what's real? Well, before I show you how we're going to dispel this all, and a little trailer told you the whole story, but I will elaborate it to you. And then we'll watch my little trailer again with a walkthrough of just about how we're going to get it done. To do that, we must see things that we are not paying attention to, meaning Not a lot of people have attention to pay attention to details. I, as you all know, I absolutely adore this one account. I'm going to share this. Uh, So this account here, Language Ghost, right? First of all, this person deserves a tip for what they did. I don't even know how much I have in there. I have it to pay content creators. I have. There we go. Thank you. So I just thanked her. Thank you. Now let's take a listen to this report she did. Through some balls. I was like, oh, this should actually be a good one,
2: just so we can actually see what he looks like when he's being himself. And I don't mean a-hole. I'm referring to when someone isn't trying to filter themselves or pretend to be something that they're not.
3: Intel committee, is, is Santos on the Intel committee? Am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on other committees? Go right ahead. <laughs>
2: so he's uh, being a little smart mouth. Is that doesn't he Intel committees? He's coming back, and then as he finishes that up, he smiles about it, kind of like ha 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 It's like okay. So this will be something to watch in the future. We'll understand what his sarcasm looks like. Because you have direct power over who goes on Intel, but you also will be able to create. For your whole House, taking off
4: other
1: Democrats, perhaps Representative Omar. But you have said that lying to us is something that means you should be removed from the Intelligence Committee. But why is it not a factor? It's
3: well, let me be very
1: This is a not on committee,
3: something you have power He's got elected by his district. So. Answer my question, why is lying okay, let, is let me is be very president president clear and respectful Congress. to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine.
2: So now we're seeing very angry McCarthy. And what do we see? His eyeballs. We are seeing the whites of his eyes. They've gone crazy. He's got crazy eye. And also we see the hand. It's pinching something, which is probably his anger in point. And he's tossing it constantly at her. He's angry. And he's giving her side glance. So he doesn't really like to be in your face, even when he's angry. And he's justifiably in his mind so. He's got it. He's pinching it. He's not pinching it towards her and shoving it at her. It's in front of him. He's not turning his body towards her. None of that. It's all from the side. So it's
3: like, oh, this is a sneaky bastard. And whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no. Let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very... And now you see him as he turns and starts to actually face her very clear with you the intel committee is different you know why because what happens in the intel committee you don't know what happens in the intel committee although the secrets are going on in the world other members of congress
2: and then you start to see his strength not only is his body talking arms are coming up and down the body is moving with it his head's loose his body's loose really a good eye contact full frontal face and he's settling in to his position he is not going to sit there and throw you softballs He's going to take a chunk out of your ass. So once he's decided not to play sneaky, he's going to rip you in too.
3: It's totally
2: fair. Which is kind of like, huh, alright. So the kind of personality that we're dealing with is not some scared guy that tries to do everything in the shadows. Oh, no, no, no. What we're seeing here is that he's fully capable of pulling back that curtain and bringing out a can of whoop-ass. He can play both the sneaky game and a whoop-ass game That's a very dangerous person to piss off.
3: No. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the intel committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to read politics and say that it was false, and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI. He came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America. So
2: I found that kind of odd, but if you think about it, it is actually quite appropriate when he points at himself, speaking on the chairman position. He has information, and he's pointing at himself. I have information. So he's marrying the two positions. He had information, I have information, they're together. It's like, oh,
3: okay, well, that'll make sense. Does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on Intel, because it goes to the national security of america and i will always put them first all right and if you want to talk about swalwell let's talk about swalwell because you have not had the briefing that i had i had the briefing and nancy pelosi had the briefing from the fbi the fbi never came before this congress to tell the leadership of this congress that eric swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with the Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there that committee. And i believe there's 200 other democrats that can serve on that committee so this has nothing to do with santos santos is not on the intel committee but you know what those voters elected shift even though he lied those voters elected swalwell even though he lied.
2: yeah i kind of like him it remains to be seen what kind of a speaker he'll be but i do like people who can one play the sneaky game because there's always going to be a need for the sneaky game but who's got enough morality and fortitude to be able to play the game that he's playing right now, which is a moral high ground I'm going to rip you into and not be sneaky about it. Episode two of Skinwalker Ranch has been released. And as we follow along with the reality of it, is it real or is it not? This time, supposedly they saw something.
0: Oh, there it is again. There it is again, there it is again. If you like it, please share and subscribe. As you all know, I'm a big fan of body language ghosts. So this is the portion of the show that's going to be spoken before I put out my walkthrough. In order to have as many people as possible chime in and help us, I think a lot of people have to hear this. So I'm going to now add other platforms. So that I can get as many on here as I can, learning how to file something. Well, I mean, Assange is a big deal. The fact that Assange cannot, you know, be released and that our FBI and government still have a hold on that, that that is a very big deal. So I'm just getting up on all these platforms, and there we go. Well, welcome, everyone. For those channels that just um, got my live stream, I hope you can hear me well. I'm, I'm doing this uh, special report today, and I'm going to start with my trailer, and then I'll elaborate, and then we'll end with a recap and a walkthrough. Here we go. All right. So what did that little trailer of today's show tell you? Well, first of all, for those of you that were not on Rumble to catch the first 20 minutes, I simply walked through people with the importance of a red envelope on Chinese lunar year is, well, I thought we can light up some red envelopes too. I already did as of 2 p.m. Eastern time. And so what I wanted to do was walk you through the process because you might feel compelled to give out some red envelopes too. Now, going back to the fact that I've had some time off and all I've been doing is thinking. (laughs) I was thinking It is really bizarre that President Trump was raided in August. We still don't have any documents and nobody wants to hand them out. And we're playing this game with the House doing subpoenas and closed room, blah, blah, blah. But see, my my myself, I came across some evidence that didn't even make sense to me until later on as I was thinking a little bit and then had a conversation. And then it dawned on me, Mitch McConnell, you've been a very, very bad boy. See, I remember when President Trump well, I can't say I remember, I can say I was a fly on the wall. How's that? I was a fly on the wall when President Trump was in the room with his White House counsel. This is, uh, you know, insurrection stuff, election stuff, right, if you remember, before the insurrection stuff. And there he is sitting there, and he's like, well, hey, Pat Cipollone, uh, you know, which, by the way, that guy is so spineless, okay, spineless. Sometimes he said good things, but it was because it would benefit others, See, I believe that he's Mitch McConnell's bitch. I'll tell you why. Because it always seemed like both of them were tag teaming my president. And so during this meeting, you know, President Trump, obviously being advised by smart people, right? Because he can't be a lawyer, a doctor, you know, a general or anything. Anyway... As he's sitting there, he's like, well, I want to, you know, uh, make someone counsel for this. And he's like, all right, what do I need to, okay, make it happen, Pat. And Pat's like, I don't need to do anything. As long as you say it or you sign something, it's a done deal. So then I thought to myself, hold on. I know for a fact the FBI and many other people received Many, many more applications for clemency and pardons. And so the first thing that came to my mind is, shit, top of the list was Roger Stone's file of clemency. Why would that be considered classified? (laughs) Unless. And here's where this is going to be fun. Well, what if you knew they were going to raid? I'm. This is a hypothetical situation, not saying that this is what happened. But hypothetically speaking, what if, you know, it was known that they were going to raid because we planted information to allege that there needs to be for a raid. <laughs> but that didn't happen. But let's just pretend it did. Then they're going to find something else to cover themselves up. But now that they came up empty, they're still not releasing the documents because if they do, uh, then they just got caught. Um, Whatever they're doing now, it's since August 8th. If the case is, is if certain documents are in their possession and they haven't acted on them, considering they have these documents in their possession since August 8th, that could be a very big problem. But also, how would you know and how would I know, right? We're waiting for the House to do it for us. We're waiting for who? Santa Claus? Or are you guys waiting for Trump to do something? <laughs> Let me guess. Some white knight. No, you're going to do it. And here's how you do it. Obviously, there's a thing where we can, they can take 20 days to do this. But apparently, if all of us get together, we can get it done. I actually filed a FOIA request for documents I know they have in their possession that are not classified. We all have that knowledge because that is public knowledge. And I'll tell you why. As a fly on the wall, conversations went like this with Mitch. You're either not going to do this if you do this i will convict you with the impeachment it's impeachable and pat cipollone yep mitch mcconnell's right you can't do that this is not okay this has to be cleared and it's like wait pat hold on a second pat cipollone didn't you though weeks prior to telling the president that Didn't you tell him that as president, he has executive authority and as president, if he says it or signs it, it is so, this is just a question. Is it so? Which one is it that it has to go through you and you have to approve it and Mitch McConnell has to say if it's okay or what? You know, what was the basis of this conversation? Well, that conversation happened a couple of times. It's almost as if Mitch was blackmailing my president. See, you and I would say, well, that's blackmail. I have to do this or else you're going to find me guilty. But in D.C., it's not called blackmail. It's called quid pro whatever. You know why? Because if they impeached him, they would have undone everything he had done. And he couldn't risk that. Was he supposed to come out and say something? Obviously not. Allegedly, if that's what happened. But here's what we're going to ask them for. What could have gotten the intelligence community so upset that they're keeping this under wraps? The fact that Mitch McConnell says, you know, don't do this. Or else you might be impeached. Don't forget, it's like Mitch and M- Mitch McConnell and Pat Cipollone are sleeping with each other. I don't know. Maybe there's some money there. Who knows, right? But one thing I, I did learn, because, I, you know, I do read the law a lot. I may not be a lawyer. And I think it would have been fun if I was. Is that the Constitution is kind of something you can't really pick around. And you can't pretend something doesn't exist so that conversation pat had with the president before january 6 and then after when it came to the pardons and the clemency stuff i thought to myself okay so pat told him that all you have to do is sign and it's valid and i'm like he must have had some law to say that, and believe it or not it's marbury marbury just because it hasn't been publicized even though it's not classified you know the president signs christmas cards they're not all public but his signature on that christmas card validates exactly what he says so a signature from a sitting president is all you need to be valid there's no other process so if you want to hire counsel you just sign it if you want to pardon someone you just fucking sign it there's no senate to concur. There's no Congress to concur. If you want to grant clemency, you sign it. So what if in those stacks of documents, mm, what if in those stacks of documents, what if, what if in those stacks of documents, there's a signed pardon for Julian Assange that they fought and never put it through, meaning his counsel, Pat Cipollone and, or, I don't know, other people didn't put it through, then that would mean that that pardon is valid. And then that would mean that Julian Assange is sitting in jail right now while the FBI is sitting on a document that they know is valid but since nobody knows about it, it's not. It's like, what is it? Did a tree really fall if you didn't, you know? It's like, you know, did a tree really fall if you didn't see it fall? Can you hear it, you know? So there could be some issues here, because obviously there would be detailed notes and whatnot, but I just wanna say that this your request we should all be doing, is to circumvent the lazy house and taking the time and subpoenas and closed doors and redacting, we want to rip the Band-Aid off. Right? So maybe, you know, if someone knew about a raid, they'd make sure that they had documents in the vicinity that would look fishy so they can take them. And then you would think, why wouldn't they make them public? Maybe because they don't want to. It's not like they want to give up Julian Assange. Now, do they make him free? How dare you? Or others. Or others. 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 So, now that I've told you this little tea time thing, and Mitch, uh, you're going to be America's bitch soon. um, I wanted you guys to kind of put this in context. I have made a video where it walks you through, and there are screenshots of what I have done. Uh, put in there obviously I have um, I have posted the verbiage on the YouTube channel which will be up shortly just that portion of the video without the explanation of the story of what happened I want to put this person no you better not or else I'm gonna convict you yeah you're gonna convict me I'm gonna tell the world yeah well do it through the convictive stance while we impeach you and undo everything you did President Trump well I guess I need to shut up so I can save America that's just a scenario I'm just thinking out loud so now, watch this video with new eyes and it's very easy to do one note well i'll break it down on the note when i when it comes to i'll pause it here you go enjoy hold on guys um the video didn't want to play there we go here we go
4: CTAFBI FBI FOIA instructions. Enter your email and confirm it. You will then get to this page. It is not anonymous. Please enter all of your details accordingly. After you put your info, you come to this screen.
0: Now, as you can see, I have uh, skipped the part where I put my private identifying information. This is all, you know, with your name on it. You're making this freedom of information request. Now, I want you to pay attention to the steps. They're one by one. I'm going to upload a video just with the steps and the recap of the story of the tale of what went down in Washington, D.C. during those times. Take a... So take note. I will be putting all the links in the video description on Rumble, and it's going to be on the one on YouTube that it'll go live right after this. Though, one question I have. Roger Stone has his clemency there. I mean, it's about him. Why hasn't he foia that yet? Why hasn't he demanded that they give him the information they have on him and make that public, since it's not something secret? But anyway, I digress.
4: Pick all other. Next, paste in paragraph. Please provide any and all records relating to any presidential pardons and clemency-related actions signed by the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, on or before January 20, 2021, regardless of whether such documents were ever published or otherwise made available to the public. Upon publicized information and belief, the FBI came into possession of such records on or about August 8, 2022, when it executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago the residence of the 45th president of the United States, located in the state of Florida. Evidence has been leaked to an investigative journalist, Terps Hormaras, confirming that certain presidential pardons and or grants of clemency signed by the 45th president may not have resulted in finalized grants of pardon or clemency. However, the documents signed by the 45th president and indicating his intent to grant each respective individual a pardon or clemency is a public record subject to FOIA. Furthermore, the President of the Supreme Court of the United States has established that actions such as pardons and grants of clemency are final and legitimate upon the President's signature. Therefore, the American people are entitled to view any such pardons and grants of clemency signed by the 45th President regardless of whether additional action was taken after the President signed the document. Pardons and grants of clemency are not classified, and thus, are subject to FOIA. Click continue. You can pay any amount you want to, or you can waive fees to see how go to the links in this slide.
0: So I want to say something. Here you will see they say, well, you're only allowed to request so many, 100, blah, blah, blah. You're going to pick the I'm willing to pay. Now I put $1,776 because I still have $1,780 in one account that I put on the side with the money that I got for the Tesla, which is to pay for insurance and services through the years, right? I saved it in that. And I'm willing to pay it but we're not going to pay it. So you can put any amount you want from 10 cents to a dollar to $10, you could do whatever you want, right? Um, but I'm gonna show you how you don't have to pay for it because I've put the verbiage there too um, for you to use it. So it's the second option that you're requesting a fee ra- waiver for my request and I have received the FOIA reference guide and the fee waiver is denied, I'm willing to pay an additional amount. The, we've, the fee waiver won't be denied because let me continue.
4: Right. Please write the following to not be charged. Documents shall be furnished without any charge. Because disclosure of the information is in the public interest because it is, 2, likely to contribute, 4, significantly to, 3, public understanding of the, 1, operations or activities of the government and is not, 6, primarily in the, 5, commercial interest of the requester. Click next you get this screen click yes
0: and can So that is directly from the fee waiver report. So they will waive the fee. I will have the verbiage on Telegram, like I said, and on the YouTube video that I'm uploading. So, you know, sometimes you can't have, you can't go out. Like, I'm just thinking just out loud. Well, let me, let me finish this going forward. And then I'll give you my, my two cents thought.
4: Continue. The next screen will be where you type the request. Example text The subject of the request is of widespread and exceptional media interest and the information sought involves possible questions about the government's integrity which affect public confidence. There is also reason to believe that one or more individuals whose pardons and or acts of clemency were signed by the 45th President of the United States are suffering a deprivation of substantial due process rights and are even possibly in physical danger. Therefore, expedition is appropriate. Click Print FOIA to review and save for records and then submit. Submitted success. Congratulations, all.
0: 80, di- then. There we go. Let me not have my trailer go by again. So, there we go. Sometimes you can't tell, like, uh, let's pretend I was the president and I had Mitch McConnell in my face. This is a hypothetical, of course, right? Um, So I had Mitch McConnell in my face threatening to convict me if I don't do what he says. And if you play nice, I'll play nice. And this is how we're going to do it. Now, is Pat Cipollone his bitch? Probably. Is it for sure? Not really. (laughs) But knowing from what he's done? Kind of. But whatever, right? (laughs) Uh, that's That's my view on Pat Cipollone but the view that all of us should have is if there are documents with the wet signature of my president in there, I have the right to see it. And, you know, because he doesn't know he's the president, he relies on his counsel like Pat Cibloni to advise him correctly. So if he says, well, you know, I'm not putting these through, or Mitch McConnell says, there's no way you're pardoning Assange. I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, of course, you know, the president's not going to shred presidential documents with his signature. He's just going to have that declassified document hanging out. I'm just, this is hypothetical. Of course, we have nothing to lose, but to ask for all the clemency documents, which we already know they're holding as if they're classified materials, which obviously on the list says Roger Stone and, you know, the congressional uh, clemency requests for RN. And so many others more. So, what if, you know, because by law, according to the FOIA of the FBI, they have to, you know, respond within 20 days. Now, I'm one person. They could be like, yeah, we're just going to ignore her. But if they get thousands of, uh, I don't know, FOIA requests, you know, Assange could be sitting in jail when he shouldn't, and that would be a big problem, whoever rated the plays, to not have released that. Or they could say, oh, we didn't get to that? I don't know. Are they going to argue that? I don't know. But it would be interesting to see you know, Attorney General Garland's response to, I've had documents that by law should be in effect, yet we're not in effecting them. And that's kind of contrary to what the FBI should be doing. Because if you raid someone and you find evidence of exculpatory evidence or anything that should be public and should be out there and you don't do it, or if you find a crime and you don't act on it, then you can be in a lot of trouble because that is a dereliction of your duty. Mm. So, Mitch, now who's the bitch? Because it's going to be fun. It's gonna be very, very fun. So on that note, I I will be going live on YouTube with the full video, I'll just publish it. In there are the texts, the laws cited so that you can use, and whenever you wanna file an FBI FOIA request, that is what you follow. And now for FOIA requests, they're not anonymous because you know everyone has to request them. Now, a lot of people will be like, well, I'll be on the list. Honey, you're already on every list. You have a phone, okay? That's all. That is a tracking device. That is you. They have your AI profile down packed. They already have all your emails. They don't need to ask you. They just don't action on it. They already have all your bank accounts, all your text messages. They just don't have to action on it. So again, let's get it done. Or you are just going to wait around for someone else to help? Because this will not only prove that they're dirty it'll also prove who done it so on that note everyone god bless and uh, let's not forget it is war
4: you're gonna call us racist you're gonna call us potential
3: timothy mcveys fuck you